What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I'm here with a blue monster, and let me drink this for you because I know that you love to hear me slurp. And it's still not quite a 3D energy drink. Um, I hope everybody is well. We've had a whirlwind couple of weeks. I think it's been about a week, maybe just over a week since I put a podcast out. And the reason is, is because I've been competing now. For those of you guys who may not follow my competing journey, I am an IFBB bodybuilder, men's physique champion. Um, champion. God, that sounds weird to say. Um, I recently won the recently won my class at the Two Bros Pro, which is like the highest federation in England. I then went on to the overall. I then won the overall at the regional qualifier. This qualified me for the British finals in September. Um, it also gave me the ability to compete in a pro qualifier now. Um, I had to do a qualifier in my own country, which you don't you don't necessarily get anything if you win. Like you get like discounts off um, off like entries, and, and you do get some some supplements and things like that. Um, but but I had to do this regional in order to compete into a pro qualifier, and the pro qualifier is what gives you that pro card, that coveted pro card. Um, so I flew out the week after. Um, I kind of kept it a surprise for a while. Um, I knew I was doing it. I had this this insight the whole time, and I flew out to Padova in Italy, Padua in Italy, um, is the Italian way to say it. And I competed in the IFBB Kai Green Classic. Um, I went there and I won my class, which was cool. Um, I was the only one in my class, which wasn't cool. Um, I got merged into another class, um, which was fine. Um, like at the end of the day, I'm here to win the overall, right? So it doesn't matter if I get merged into a class. And that was what I was saying to the guys. I was like, they kept saying, "Oh, you're going to go out on your own, and then you're going to win your class, and then you're going to be put into the overall." How great is that? I'm like, bro, that's not great. Like, I want to be merged into a class and compared to people so I can get some information. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. They brought me out with another class, which is a bit demoralizing. They then announced on stage that they're going to be marking me separately from the category I came out with, which was just like the height category above, I think. And and then that was it. They didn't move me. They, 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 they didn't compare me to anyone. I'd already won my class, which is very, very frustrating. So I didn't get any comparisons done. I then came out for the overall um, I was really, really, really happy with how I looked. And that is a rare, rare thing to say in bodybuilding, I think. Um, I was tight, full, dry, hard. I've never been that lean. Um, I really brought an amazing package for myself. And I was so, so proud of what me and Cal did, Cal and my coach. Um, but we didn't get the overall. They definitely went more towards the size. Um, and obviously an Italian dude won. I'm not going to say that he should have won because he definitely should not have won. And I'm not here to say that I should have won because generally, like generally speaking in competitions, if the consensus of the competition is that 90% of people are big and then there's like 10% of people who are small, they tend to go with the majority. So not that I was small, but I was smaller than some of these big guys. Yes, I might have the aesthetics, the posing, um, the symmetry, the condition. I definitely was the most conditioned on stage. Um, I definitely had the best posing, in my opinion, on stage, self-proclaimed. Um, but these guys were a little bit fuller across the top and a little bit bigger across the top, and I think they just generally went for that consensus. So I'm not saying that the guy who won should have won because he shouldn't, but I'm saying that maybe someone else should have who was a little bit more conditioned. Um, but, you know, there is politics in this game. Um, was there politics there? I don't know. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day because I was going there for my pro card um, and I didn't get it. Um, it was very, very, very hard to take initially. 
Um, I think it was even harder to take because I got zero data from it. I didn't get any information, you know. If I was with other people in my class and I managed to beat them, great. I know that I'm beating people at a higher level. If I was maybe in the overall and they moved me around a little bit to compare me to one, two, and three, um, because obviously with bodybuilding, they call you out into first call outs. They move people around to compare. And generally speaking, where they move you, you can kind of tell where they're going to place you or that you can kind of tell who they're comparing you against. I got none of that. I didn't get moved once. I got stood in one position. I stood there the entire time, came off and then came back on and stood in the same position again. Um, and it was very, very frustrating. Um, but we took what we can take from it. I personally think that I am very, very close to being pro standard. I think it might just need to be the right show and I could have got it um, because some of the pros they've given out across this year, um, I would definitely say that I could have beaten some of these guys. Unfortunately for me, um, this was the last European qualifier and I think if I had planned my season a little bit better and I knew when these qualifiers were, I could have jumped on gear a little bit earlier um, in my off season and then come in earlier this year because in March, uh, April, May, June, there was quite literally a pro qualifier nearly every other weekend um, and I could have just gone, you know, and I could have just kept going and kept going and really tried to fight it out um, like my man Joe Brightman did. Um, he did amazing. Um, and I could have done that if I, if I planned things a little bit better, but I didn't. And, 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 that, and that's the reality of it. Um, I wanted as long as I could to bulk um, to get as big as possible. And now um, we're here with two class wins. Like I, I'm still going to take that second win because um, I, I brought such a good package. And I'm, I'm very, very confident that I would have beaten a lot of people on that stage. Like, I'm just going to say that whether or not the results are there or not, I'm confident I would have beaten a lot of people on that stage. So I'm happy that I brought a better package than the week before. Um, I am now sat here at five, just under five weeks out, um, sorry, just under five and a half weeks out of the British finals now. It's going to be a very, very difficult situation to hold this condition because the reality is I can't get leaner. I'm, 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 I'm peeled right now. I could maybe bring in a touch more on my glutes, um, but I don't need to do that um, because I'm in everywhere else. So the plan is really just to balance my energy, try to reduce some fatigue, which doesn't doesn't really happen that well when you're this lean um, but initially we jumped straight from so if I if I just give you a rundown of my macros before competition and then compare them to now so I was on 220 protein um, 175 carb and 30 fat on training days and then I was on the same protein fat um, and, a, and 75 carb on non-training days so immediately we bumped up to 400 carb um, on both training and non-training days same protein same fat um, the reason was just to alleviate any stress, any diet fatigue. It didn't really matter if I gained some body fat back, especially considering that's only like 2,600 calories. I was still doing, I'm still doing 12,500 steps. I'm still training really, really hard. My intensity has now gone up again because of, because I'm post-competition. I didn't, don't need to worry about reducing inflammation anymore. Um, so we knew that I wasn't going to be gaining fat very, very quickly. And in fact, part of us was saying this might just actually initiate the reverse diet um, and, and and i've explained the reverse diet many many times essentially a reverse diet is you're in a place where you're so primed and ready for nutrients and food that you assimilate and use every single bit of food that you use and eat um, and it translates into more energy output so while my carbs have been bumped nearly double so while i've had 800 calories extra a day my output 
my output during the day may have gone up to 850 calories, you know. I've noticed that I'm, when I'm doing my steps, I'm walking a little bit quicker. I've noticed that when I'm doing um, my sessions, I'm, I'm, I'm walking between sets every now and again, you know, whereas before we have to consider I was probably walking a little bit slower. My legs are really, really heavy because of all the cardio. Um, I was sitting down between sets and I was really, really just you know, subconsciously or consciously, I was trying to alleviate the stress that I was under. Now that the food's a bit higher, my energy's a bit higher, I can move more and I can keep, I, I like to call it the, anab the, the anabolism going, like doing, doing more and eating more always seems to be a better result for me. Um, but since I've gone up to those 400 carb, um, I've just dropped weight. So obviously the day of competition, I had about 400 carb pre-stage, came off stage about two. We then went to an all-you-can-eat sushi about four. I then went for pizza at seven. Um, sorry, not for a pizza, for a small bowl of pasta at seven. I woke up like two kilos up on stage weight. I then went to Venice for the day. We did like 40,000 steps um, and I ate. I ate like three solid meals and a few snacks and I actually dropped weight back down to like 1.7 kilos above stage weight. So really I only gained glycogen and a little bit of water and I definitely felt the water um, over my skin. I then flew home, which would have manipulated my water again because my ankles are really swollen when I get back. I get really bad flight, flight water retention for some reason. I don't know whether it's just me, but like my fingers and my knuckles get all swollen, but it's very, very annoying. Um, so then I came back and I was like 86.9 kilos or something. Bearing in mind, that's, that's, that's about 1.4 kilos up on stage weight. I was 85.5 on the day of stage. Um, and then since then, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and today, Thursday, I've run 400 carb. Um, and every single day, I've just dropped weight, dropped weight, dropped weight, till today I was 86.1. So I'm only like 600 grams above stage weight, and considering I'm eating way above 600 grams extra of food a day, we can literally just account that for being extra food in the stomach and no fat gain, no nothing else. So actually, the reverse diet is somewhat implemented already um, because I've been losing weight on the extra food. We're actually just gonna bump food up as often as we can um, into this next six weeks um, or into this next five weeks, should I say. And then if at any point we need to drop the hammer, it gives us the ability to just drop the hammer again. Um, I took out a load of drugs. So I took out some of the orals that I was taking that will harden you up um, just so that we can not run those for a very long time so I can bring those back in. Um, I took down my fat burning dose so I can bring that back up. Um, I took down my other stronger drugs down so that we can bring those back in just before competition and then there'd be no more than like two or three weeks pre-British finals I could bring those back in so I've got like a nice two-week break um, of the harsher stuff um, as, I, as I look to recuperate um, but we can literally hope to gain muscle in this next five weeks really like I already feel fuller um, we have to consider that muscle memory is a very, very important thing and a thing that can really, really happen. While, while I'm on anabolics and I've probably not lost muscle, uh, if there's a chance that I've lost muscle, uh, I'm getting it back right now and I'm getting it back in the next couple of weeks because the drugs have not like, I've not like halved my drugs. I've not cut my drugs completely out. My drugs are still high. I'm still super physiological. I'm still in a position where I can gain muscle and lose body fat very, very easily because of the manipulations that I'm making. 
Um, I've nowhere near used all my tools in terms of drugs. We've got to consider there's like 130 anabolics that we can use, um, all of them serving different purposes, all of them being novelty stimuluses. You know, obviously, if you're that person who runs Windstroll every single time, there'll be a time when that Windstroll doesn't work, you know, and you can start playing with other things um, as you go down the line. I've still got so many of those things to do. That was the benefit of starting so low um, on 250 milligrams ages ago, is I've got that ability to manipulate my drugs as I go forward. Um, and I can really just extend this season as long as I need to. Um, but I won't be going past the British finals just for health reasons. I've got a blood test next week. I'm going to assess where I'm at, um, assess how far we can push this next four weeks. Um, and then after that, I'll be dropping straight down to a cruise and I'll be clearing out and getting healthy again because whether we like it or not, I might feel great. I might feel good. I might look good. Um, but we know that internally things might not be as they seem. Um, but the things that I'm monitoring are pretty good. My HRV is a little low. My, my heart rate variability has, has been pretty low the last couple of weeks, which is not necessarily good. It just means I'm pretty fatigued. But I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably... 10, 11% body fat, very, very, very low percent body fat. Um, so it's to be expected. But my blood pressure, considering um, the drugs that I'm taking, is really, really good. It's actually the same as when I first started steroids, which is awesome. Um, and, and, and everything else, blood, blood glucose is in a good place. Um, all the other markers that we could consider okay are okay. Um, but in terms of blood work, we'll be getting that done next week and assess where we are. And then we'll go from there. Um, so that's pretty much a roundup of where I'm at right now. Um, we're just going to slowly reverse diet. If there needs to be a point where we're gaining body fat, we'll just pull it back down and bring in the other drugs to get harder again. Um, but right now it's about balancing fatigue. And, and I feel fucked. I really, really do. Like higher food or not, I feel fucked. Like I'm tired. I'm really, really heavy and, and, and wild training is great and I do train really really good and I feel full vascular and shredded um, and when I when I finish that session I feel fucked and I'm starving starving my hunger hormones are coming back online ghrelin and leptin both get suppressed when we diet um, so when you've suppressed ghrelin and leptin they actually suppress your cravings and they actually suppress your appetite but as soon as you start drip feeding food back in or, or having a few higher days, obviously I've had like, you know, I've had some pizza and gelato and, and I've had that taste of, of that goodness and that crack in the form of food. Um, my ghrelin and leptin have started to move again and they started to drive my, my, my hunger hormones up and my, my, my cravings and my, um, my hunger is just insatiable. It's insatiable. I cannot get full. Um, no matter what manipulations I make, no matter what food I eat, I am just starving. Um, way more so than when I was eating 175 carb, way more so than when I was eating 75 carb on my non-training days. You know, it's really, really hard. Um, it's probably ha the hardest it's ever been, ever. Harder than post-show because I've got to keep this for five weeks now and this mentality of do not overeat, do not overeat. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, it's five weeks. You know, I could just put in that extra 10 grams of rice. I could put in that extra five grams of this, you know, but I can't. I've, you've got to stay disciplined in these moments because it's what will define you in the future. Um, and every ounce of my body is telling me to eat right now. But it is what it is. We deal with it um, and we just get on with it. So that was a nice 15 minute roundup of, of where I'm at. Um, I wanted to briefly talk about um, dealing with not reaching your goals. And I delve into that a little bit. 
and then I wanted to go into some questions. I got loads of juicy questions, some stupid fucking questions from people. People, whenever I say make them filthy, juicy, whatever, everyone just talks about drugs. So unfortunately, we'll probably get some drug questions. However, I want to talk about the the mental turmoil um, that I've been going through. Now, if we break this down, I made the huge decision to embark on my steroid journey. This was a life decision. This was a decision that will affect my life and the people around me, possibly for the rest of it, for the rest of my life. It was a big, big fucking question to do. Um, and I went for it. And I've worked and I've worked and I've worked since then for this pro card and for this this qualifier, for this season. And and you think that I literally like I have not missed a beat since I stepped off stage last year in 2017. Two years ago, sorry. I've hit every macro, I've hit every step, I've hit yeah, okay, I've been on holiday every now and again, and I've dropped some weight here and there, but I have never missed uh, lifts, steps, macros, the entire way I've slept, slept as well as I can. I've focused on recovery, managing my autonomic nervous system every single day for over two years. And it all came, what it, what it felt like it all came to an end when, when I did that competition in, in Padua and, and you didn't get that, that result that you wanted, now, while I was realistic in the fact that I, I kind of knew to a certain extent that the problem was going to be size, and I said that to my girlfriend and my mum pretty much the whole time. I said, I'm going to have the condition. I'm going to have the shape. I'm going to have the posing. It's going to be the size. It's going to be the downfall. Um, and then seeing that come, in, come into play was, was, was really, really hard to deal with because a big part of me goes, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get that size for the British finals. you know, And, and if they if they are marking it very, very similar, which technically they should be, technically they should be marking it the same. It's not always the same because we've got to bear in mind, we're in Italy. The guy who won seemed to know the head judge very, very well. Whatever, we're going to ignore that. Um, but in theory, it should be marked the same. I don't think it will be. I, th- I, think, I do think that I've got a better chance in the British circuit. But big part of me was like, fuck, I'm going to have to stop right now. I'm going to have to go into an off season. I'm going to have to go spend another year, another year building muscle, you know? And then I had, then I was thinking, okay, so if I stop now, then I can come back and compete in, 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 in April. And then I start thinking that means I've got to do another six month cut. That means I've got to have all this, uh, this discipline around me and my girlfriend's life again. And, and like, it's been six months of working towards this dream where we've not eaten, I've not eaten off plan. I've not had a meal with my girlfriend. I've not been able to sleep late and stay up and watch movies and do stupid shit and, and laugh and do these things because I've been so focused on, okay, next meal, good sleep, do this, do that. I'm hungry. I'm hangry. I'm miserable. I'm tired, you know, and it has been a sacrifice to our relationship. And it's also been a sacrifice to me and my mum's relationship and, and all these kind of things. And it's not, and like, obviously they, they support the journey and they support that and that's fine. But in my head, I'm thinking, fuck, I've got to do this again. You know, maybe spend the next six months bulking to then do another four month cut, or I've got to spend an extra year out and then I'm going to be competing in 2021. I'm like, fuck, I've got to take another two years out. And the head fuck of working for two years for a goal that you've got to go now spend another two years getting really, really was playing on my head. And I'm thinking, okay, so I either hold on for six weeks. Um, 
put my health at a little bit more risk to just go in with the chance of winning or do I come back and be undeniable um, and, and, and take that year out and come back and, and don't let these people overlook me and then another thing that came into my head no this is the circuit like you need to be on the circuit you need you need these people to see your face you need them to know that you support the brand like two bros pro ifbb because at the end of the day that is part of it like whether we like it or not the politics does i say politics but like more like loyalty and things they do pay play a role um whether we like it or not and so then part of me is like no i should definitely compete for the british finals i've qualified i also don't need to pay for my entry which is 150 pound um which is awesome because i got the overall and i think i won the overall i beat some amazing physiques like some really really good physiques um people who i didn't think i was actually going to beat and i beat them and i think you know what, if I've gone overall in one of the six qualifiers of the year, I should definitely be there. I should definitely be at the British finals. Um, and then talking to my coach, we, we, we made that plan um, to, to go for it. Obviously, we can manipulate drugs and stuff a little bit so we can bring in some more fullness and size. But um, dealing with that setback was so, so difficult at the time. For like two days, I had no clarity. I was snapping I was crying, I was emotional, I was up and down, and I, and I couldn't deal with it, and I couldn't process. I couldn't process having to have two years out. I couldn't process having to hold on for six more weeks because I'd worked so hard and I'd been so desperate for it, for it to happen on that weekend. And, and I put all this emphasis on that weekend, and I shouldn't have, because the reality, like, reality is like you can't come in start gear for a little bit like not loads of gear either like again go against people who have been doing it for years and years and years and years and then just one bang it and win like even if you're the best in the world you know okay yeah you might have that little percentage chance but the odds weren't in my favor and I put a bit too much in the back of my head like could we do this could we do this um and it and I think just the 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 culmination of not getting not getting compared um, and all that kind of stuff just really fucking hit me in the nutsack um, and it really kind of pissed me off and and I couldn't deal with it and 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 it was very very difficult but with some amazing words from my girlfriend from my mum you know like and, and and Cal as well like it was suck up time these these are the times that the champions are made. It's not about how many times you win. It's about how many times you get knocked the fuck down and get back up and say, fuck you, I'm coming for it. You know, I'm sorry to swear, but this is how I feel about it. You know, it, 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 it once I got over that initial, oh, fuck, you know, I got angry and I thought, I want this. I need this. I need this more than I can breathe. Uh, and then from that, I, I flicked the switch again. You know, I had my I had my day in Venice. I had my, to be fair, I do find it difficult to eat off plan anyway. But I flicked that switch again Monday and, and that was it. I, I'm back and I'm back into, into routine and things are ready. My head is down. The things are in my sights and we've got to keep going again. And you know what? We're going to get to the British. We're going to bring the best version of ourselves. And you know what? We might not win the overall. We might not win our class, but we're going to bring the best that we can and we're going to get up and we're going to go again and we're going to go again and we're going to go for this goal because nothing easy is worth having. Show me a champion. Show me someone at the top of their game. Show me a CEO. Show me a billionaire who has not failed over and over again. Show me someone and I will, I will take my hat off to you. 
very, very rarely do people one bang life. Very, very rarely do people get it in one go. Um, and I think that's something that I needed to, to reiterate to myself is, is that it was going to be a Christmas miracle if I did that. Um, and, and I think that was something to really take home from that. So guys, when these moments of turmoil happen, let them happen. Because quite often they'll take you through a mental journey and a mental path that you weren't going down before. And it will allow you to assess every single angle that you can. Um, don't make a rash decision. I was very, very close to saying, fuck it, I'm out. Fuck it, I'm in. You know, I could have gone either way. Um, but instead, take your time, take your step away, back, talk to people who aren't in the situation, who aren't heated in the situation, who aren't invested in the situation, or at least can remain removed from the situation. Gather the data, take your day, get back to work. Because ain't nothing happening in those days between where you're wondering, should I do this? Should I do that? And actually, that's the most painful thing is would have, should have, could have. You know, there's no, but that, and that time spent wondering, umming, and ahhing, that could be time spent working towards that dream. So um, that's what I wanted to talk about in terms of dealing with these setbacks is that it fucking hurts. It does. And, and, and I said this about, you know, dealing with breakups or dealing with uh, deaths or dealing with, you know, just huge moments in your life. You need to mourn. You need to have that period of mourning. Um, because it's part of the healing process and 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 I don't like to I don't want to be measuring my my loss in the for the IFBB pro card considering I had a a really good outcome I don't want to compare that to someone dying but you know I'm talking about the process of healing is you need to mourn it but that mourning process you have to understand it doesn't get you anywhere in terms of moving forward with the problem I definitely think it's needed. It's like ripping a Band-Aid, right? You just got to rip the Band-Aid off, mourn the fuck out of it, cry, scream, shout, do what you need to do. And once that's done, realize that ain't nothing else can happen if you keep like that. You know, you need to make the next move, move forward, keep moving forward, one more rep, one more rep. I can't tell you how how profound that this this one more rep is to me. It's it's everything. It's it's just keep moving, you know? One step with one foot in front of the other, no matter what, and, and just keep working and working and working. So that's what I want to talk about, guys. I'm, I'm gonna move into some questions for you. We're gonna get juicy with it. Um, no holding back. So I'm gonna run through as many of these as I can. I have a lot of questions, so brace yourselves, and I hope I can track when um, when the questions are so I can tag them for you in the comments. Okay. After nationals, are you planning a long off-season or are you competing again next year? I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just going to see what happens. Um, I've just got to see what happens at the finals. Uh, there's so many scenarios. Uh, for example, I get absolutely whitewashed. I'm tiny. They say, you need a lot more size. Cool. I'll go away and that'll be an extended season. They maybe say, you're really, really, really close. You just need a bit more fullness, a bit more size. That would mean I would need a shorter off-season. Um, or I could do the do and win the pro card. And then that means I would probably spend a longer time in an off season to get up to pro standard or at least I, I, pro standards, not Olympia standard, in my opinion, like pro standard is, is, is one below, but I would have to spend some time to get to the point where I am Olympia standard because I would want to be competing at the top of the top. Like I don't want to just become a pro and just be that pro who fades away, you know, and comes 10th or 15th in every single show. I want to be a pro that wins um, or comes top three. It was very, very competitive. So I'd need to go away for a long time and build that size because those guys are big. Um, so I need to do that. 
Um, weakest area from an aesthetic view and how do you plan on working it after your show? So for sure, it's the fullness across the chest, um, the delts and the arms. Um, it's just going to be about progressively overloading those and putting as much volume as I can towards those areas and getting them as strong as I can. Um, I always used to think, my, my, to be fair, my pushing is really, really strong, but quite clearly it doesn't translate into more muscle. Um, I think my back's pretty good. Um, it can, everything could do more work. Everything can always do more work. But I think if there was one thing that I would want to fill out more, it would be my chest. Because it's those fucking guys with those big elephant shelf chests that just hang off their fucking collarbones. That's what I need. Um, and that, that would be the goal. Would be to add a lot more size um, to that area. So, yeah. Does having fans help you keep motivated and, and, and accountable? I don't like saying fans. It's, it's the strangest concept in the world to me when people talk to me and say, I follow you. Um, but it does 100%. And more, I think what motivates me more is when people say, I've done this because of you. I've, I've changed this because of you. I've done this because of what you have said. That shit is motivating. That shit keeps me going. And when I, when I, when I get messages from people saying, uh, I, I couldn't do this about my life. I couldn't do this, and I saw how how perseverance that uh, the perseverance that you had, and da 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 da. That's what I do. Like that's amazing. That's why I do this shit. So, a hundred percent, it's motivating. A hundred percent. I couldn't I couldn't be more blessed with where I am right now. Um, best split, best split to follow for growth. There is no best split for growth. Um, I think there's probably just a best split for how long you've been training. For example, if you've been training naught to one years maybe do full body three times a week anything above that upper lower anything above three years maybe push pull legs and then you can work into more splits but really it's just about how much volume you can deliver to a muscle to make it grow while recovering to do that again um so yeah best way to kickstart metabolism when going from a long cut to a lean bulk um in my opinion the best way is just to drip feed food in reverse diet depending how lean you are if you're shredded um like competition shredded you need to gain fat like straight away you need to gain fat if you're competition shredded i would say you probably need to gain three or four kilos seven or seven to ten pounds immediately of just body fat so you'd probably bump food for the first week you could double food pretty much half cardio double food try gain some some body fat back and then you'd start your reverse diet and you would just slowly increase food drip feed 25 carbon drip feed 50 carbon and just note the changes you'll be fucking hungry your performance will go up um, but driving performance up alongside drip feeding food in is the best way to build metabolism 100 percent. when you first jumped on steroids how hard did you slam your misses wow brutal um um, to be honest, my sex drive didn't go crazy. Um, I just got more aggressive. I think I got a bit more like, Ooh, now want, need sex now. Um, a bit more cavemanish rather than like caressing and kissing the neck. It was more like hand around the neck as opposed to kissing on the neck. <laughs> um, so I'd say I got a little bit more aggressive towards sex. Um, it sounds very horrible, doesn't it? Um, but it was good. Um, but now um it, it's it's yeah it's not there <laughs> uh advice on your himbine if we had a small meal how long should we wait before taking your himbine so if you eat your himbine just becomes nullified so fasted your himbine is the only way um to deal with it um completely would you have ever gone down the enhanced route if you weren't competing no i would not i don't see the point in putting your health at risk for just not gaining anything just think you look a bit better at the beach no thank you um no thank you not not into that 
Um, thoughts on Jeremy Wendier as a person? He's a cunt. Um, he's an absolute idiot. He does not represent the sport very well. Um, and he is awful for the sport. Um, he's an absolute prick. And it's a shame that he's a multi, multi-millionaire and five-time Mr. Olympia or four-time Mr. Olympia. But it is what it is. Um, this happens to some people. Some people go off the rails. Some people don't. I feel like he's going to be very, very lost and, and, and very, very broke very, very soon, unfortunately. Um, top six fruit and veg to get complete micronutrient profile. I would never pick six, ever. I would always pick as many as I could. Different colors, different shapes, different sizes, different textures. Um, you just want to make sure you're getting a good bang for your buck fruit in there, a good bang for your buck green in there, um, a good bang for your buck cruciferous vegetable in there. You know, berries, kiwis, you know, salad leaves, green beans, all those kind of things. And you've got to just see which ones work for you best. Um, do you have any supplement companies you still well clear of? I don't necessarily steer, steer well clear of any supplement company because I don't really look at supplement companies anymore because I have a company that sponsors me which have the best products in the world, Insight Supplements, Josh Temp for discount. Um, but I would probably stay away from just shitty branded ones because most of them are just trying to make money. But to be honest, like supplements are getting better in my opinion. Like the, 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 the testing is getting better. People are calling out shitty supplements better. Um, so I, I wouldn't worry too much um, about where you're getting it from as long as it's like as long as it's a well-known brand, you, you should be all right, um, to be honest. How much test were you on before your show? So there's a lot of questions about drugs here. I do want to remain fairly ambiguous just because um, people get the wrong end of the stick and people will take what I take at face value and be like, oh, I could do that, Josh did that. So my testosterone actually manipulated pretty much the whole way through. So I started at 250 milligrams um, when I started this prep like 18 weeks ago. And then as I got flatter, I bumped like 50 milligrams here and there um, just to kind of hold the fullness. Um, and then the final weeks, um, I ended up on, on a little bit higher just because I needed to have less injections because of traveling. Um, so I ended up doing a little bit higher because I needed that uh, testosterone in my system for a little bit longer. So my last my last week was like 500 milligrams um, of testosterone. But because the way I've split it, it actually worked out as less because I knew that I wasn't going to have an injection for like six days or something because of traveling. Um, so it end, ends up a bit less than that. But I, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Um, I, 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 I do I do want to talk about the drugs, but I don't want to go into like doses and all this kind of stuff because people are just going to start connecting dots and being like, oh, I want to do that, I want to do this. And, and I've got to remain consciously influencing. I am an influencer, whether I like it or not. So I've got to be careful. hope you appreciate that. Do I have any other psychedelic stories? I have loads of psychedelic stories. Um, I've done acid like six or seven times. I've done mushrooms once. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'll definitely get I'll definitely get one um, a little bit later on down the line. Um, what are your top five supplements and why? Good question. Um, creatine is probably the most research-backed uh, product supplement that there is. Creatine we know that can increase creatine phosphate, which can increase ATP energy production. Um, essentially, when you've got ATP molecule, adenosine triphosphate molecule, the adenosine triphosphate will break from the phosphate molecule. Creatine will then attach to the phosphate molecule, creating another energy bind, which will then break and then cause more energy. If you've got more creatine, you can bind to more phosphate. Therefore, you get more energy, technically speaking. Um, 
Jesus. Um, a lot of it's going to depend on like what you eat now. Um, I would say a good vitamin D and K2 supplement because most people don't get enough sun. Um, most people don't get enough K2 as well. Um, I would say a good pre-workout with caffeine in it because we know caffeine is very, very well researched. We know it can imp improve performance. Um, I would say a way for convenience. Um, these are very like these last two, three are just like none of these are essential. I would say creatine is the only one that you probably want to take every single day. Whey just because it's convenient. Um, and then something like a glutathione, liposomal glutathione, just for like antioxidant support. Um, it's a little bit different for if you're if you're on gear and stuff. You'd want to look at more things to support your organs. But if you're natural and you're eating good, um, you don't really need to look past creatine, to be honest. Um, did you run Trend on prep? Yes, I did. I've I've been using Trend for four weeks, but I'm gonna taper off down into my next show. How many birds have you plowed? No idea, mate. I gave up counting before I... I don't think I've ever counted. No, that's not a question I want to answer. How much fruit per day can overdo it? I personally don't think you can overdo fruit. Um, fruit has just contains so many benefits in terms of micronutrition, fiber. Um, I wouldn't see there being a problem unless you're kind of diabetic or pre-diabetic. Um, you should be able to deal with the fructose really, really easy. Um, if you do find yourself getting a bit hypo or hyper... Um, then maybe tone it down, but I wouldn't say there was a max fruit per day, to be honest. What would you look for in, in, in a contest prep coach? I'd want someone who's attentive. I would want someone who's taken people there before. I would want someone who is inquisitive and conscious of what I'm doing every single day. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like I just, you'd want someone to, to, to be hands-on with you personally. And I'd want someone who's not afraid to educate rather than you say I do. Um, which is what I try and do with my clients. There are some people who just don't care what I say. They just want to, They want me to go, you do this, I do this. That's fine. Um, but I think, I think personally, I like the education side. So I think I'd like that. Has your girlfriend noticed any changes since you started hopping on? Um, I don't think she noticed anything initially. I don't think there was any difference initially. I think the only difference has been while I've been on prep. Um, I think like obviously being super hungry, super stressed, super depleted, loads of cardio. Like she's noticed that I don't, it's not the drugs because I know what I was like last time, but she doesn't know what I was like without the drugs. So she might think that it is the drugs. Um, I'm sure partly like the drugs have made me a little bit more snappy, but I was really fucking snappy last year. Um, I was really, really, really bad last year. I was way worse than I was this year, to be honest, in terms of mood, um, just being in control of everything in terms of my own mental well-being and, and stress and I was in dark dark place when I competed last time and and I didn't have the people around me to support me but this time I do and, and yes I've snapped yes I'm short-tempered sometimes yes I'm impatient sometimes um, but it's been tenfold better than last year personally which is pretty cool um, would you ever collaborate with smaller creators or would you always collab higher to be honest, dude, like I don't really look for collaborations. Like I, like I only, I just train with friends, you know, like I never collaborated with TM cycles. We just wanted to train together because we, we both seem to like each other's personalities. We thought we would get on. So we did that. Um, and I've not really trained with anyone else in the industry. So I wouldn't even call them collaborations. I just call them training together and filming it. Like uh, it, it was never a, it wasn't a business move. It wasn't like a, oh, if you collaborate, you'll get these followers. I'll get those followers. It was just like, yo, do you want to train? Yeah, cool. 
you know um so i don't think it's ever a collaboration if things are free if you're free and i'm free and we want to train like, let's go train like I, I ain't got no problem with that as long as we're going to bring the a game um that'd be cool if you could take muscle group from different bodybuilders who would you choose arnie's chest jeremy bundy's delts and abs and then brion brion ainsley's back and then Dorian Yates' legs. <laughs> That'd be what what a sight to be seen that would be. Um, have you ever smoked with your mum? Yes, I have. Um, we were in Scotland at a wedding. I had some Kush with me. It was some dead ass Kush. I smoked I smoked tobacco still, and I said, "Mum, you need to try this." We were at this amazing lock. It was like sunset. We were in our nice dresses and suits. I rolled this joint. We smoked it, and it was awful. She got dry mouth. She hated the cigarette. I, I don't even, I didn't even, I don't smoke tobacco. And I haven't smoked tobacco in like six, seven years. Um, I had like white papers, not even raw papers. It was some all right weed and it was just a bad, bad scenario to put my mum in. She got dry mouth, red eyes, went white in the face, had to leave because she felt ill. Um, it wasn't a good, good, good start. Um, but I'll definitely get her to smoke again, but we'll get, we'll get, we'll get that premium. <laughs> we'll get that premium. Have you found training enhanced more rewarding than making natural gains? Uh, personally, yes, because you see that progression a lot more. You see that fullness a lot more. You see that muscle gain. Like you literally see that muscle gain week on week, um, which is a really, really nice feeling. When you're natural, you, you sometimes you don't even see it till the next time you cut, which is pretty savage, um, mentally anyway. So, so I actually think it's more rewarding seeing the results quicker, and it has been more rewarding seeing, seeing it quicker. Um, you have high carbs but managed to keep low fats. Do you count fats and carbs? Yes, I do. I just don't have fats in my carbs. Really, really easy. Most important part of peak week. The most important part of peak week is being ready for your peak week and not needing a peak week. Very, very easy. Do you feel it's possible to reach pro Olympia level without the best genetics? Yes, 100%. There are some awful pros out there. There are some awful Olympians out there. Um, so I definitely think it is possible. Do I think there's too much science in modern building, modern, modern bodybuilding? No, I, I, I think science is a good thing. I think it, it challenges us. I think it makes us, I think it challenges our paradoxes, our, our philosophies daily, and it allows us to make those changes if needed. There are some big, big things into rest and, uh, reps and reserves, into failure training, into hypertrophy, and, and if we didn't know these things, we, we would be cutting ourselves short. So I'm a big, big proponent of science and, and, and evidence-based training. Um, and, and that's everything that I do is evidence-based backed. Um, everything I do is, is, is based off the research and, 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 and with that, with that change in research will, will come a change in philosophy. And I think people getting married to these things is, is, is often a bad idea. So instead, um, allow science to happen and, 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 and go with it, I think is the best, best thing I can do. Are you going to increase your drugs to try and gain some extra tissue for September? Um, I'm honestly not sure. With my drugs, I'm not really manipulating my drugs myself. I do everything through a coach. Um, so I just listen to him and, and I just, monkey say, monkey do. Uh, that's literally how it is with the drugs. They're so, so complicated. The interactions that they have on a on a cellular level are just something that I can't understand right now. and Or at least I can understand, but 
I couldn't justify by telling you guys why I'm upping this and bringing this down and da 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 da. And for you to hear that from me would be reckless because I can't justify it, if that makes sense. So, you know, the problem with that Brandon video was like, he's like, I'm taking a Rimadex, I'm taking this, I'm taking that, I'm taking this, but didn't actually clarify why and, and didn't understand why. And like, I get it. I know why he's taking these things because I understand it a little bit more. But when you've got, you know, when I've got 30,000 people watching my videos and I can't explain why I've up my Rimbadex this week and why I've pulled out my, my clen this week and da da da, you know, it, it becomes reckless because they can take snapshots of that video and they can just implement it themselves and it's dangerous. So that is why um, I'm being a little bit careful with, with the drugs. I'm just letting my coach do it. He knows way more than me. Um, I know that he can bring the best version of me in because it's worked so far. Um, so I'm just listening and I'm doing that. Why are the shoulders and ass the most common injections? So you want to be injecting into a bigger body of muscle um, with little vasculature around. So the reason why people stay away from legs is because there's a lot of veins and, and vasculature around and you don't really want to be injecting through a vein. Um, not that it's going to cause much problem. I've definitely gone through blood vessels before into the muscle. Um, but generally speaking, the glutes and the shoulders uh, are pretty far away from, from any veins, capillaries, uh, sorry, any veins, arteries or anything like that, which obviously you want to avoid. Um, we know that muscular, um, in, intramuscular injections cause less pain. There's, no, there's not very many pain receptors within your muscle, so you'd want to go into that big bulk of muscle tissue, which is generally the glutes and, uh, glutes and uh, shoulders. Why would you keep fat so low while bringing up calories? Um, because I'm just trying to prioritize my performance and because I'm not trying to go into an off-season right now, I'm actually just trying to either gain tissue um, or gain my training performance back. We know that carbohydrates are probably going to be our best bet in terms of performance. Most readily, a source of it, most readily available source of energy, um, the most on-demand energy that we can use. Um, I'm craving fats like a motherfucker and I need fats very, very soon like after the competition, obviously. But for right now, when the goal is training performance and not necessarily health and longevity, the focus has got to go towards carbohydrates and that's just when it is. How long does it take for testosterone to increase after a prolonged cut? So when I was natural, it took me six months to get back to normal. That's fucking crazy. Um, obviously being assisted, it's just going to be back to normal. It's normal now, so that's fine. Um, but when I was natural... Um, I finished competing in October 12th. I took a blood test in December. I went from four nanomoles to 12 nanomoles, bearing in mind normal is between nine and 30. Um, I then did another test in March. I was up to 18 nanomoles. I then did another test in June just before I started my anabolic steroid cycle and I was 22 nanomoles. So it took me from October to June to get up to 22 nanomoles per liter. Um, of testosterone so you can imagine it takes a while to recover which is why it pisses me off when people are like oh i'm gonna i'm just gonna do a six month off season motherfucker you ain't recovered in six months you know yeah you might you might be recovered in a couple months but you haven't had like an extended period of time at peak testosterone as a natural athlete so really really spend some time in your off season and i think uh i think that'd be the best thing that you can do does taking a cycle to get psychedelic drugs when in cycle pose a risk taking psychedelic taking psychedelic drugs poses a risk anyway so I don't know if you're bringing in more drugs into that of course it does that'd be stupid um, thoughts on Brandon Harding posting on his story saying he has a fantastic relationship with food he doesn't have a fantastic relationship with food um, we'll leave it at that where to learn posing Google YouTube um, posing, posing classes. There's loads of posing classes around the world. Um, make sure you're getting a pro teach you rather than just some bloke off the internet because 
the end of the day, a pro knows how to pose. Um, sex drive, any different assisted on prep versus natty on prep? No, dude. Um, it was no different whatsoever. Stress, stress proved the ruler of everything. Um, sex drive went and ha- it's actually coming back now that stress is, is, is coming down, but sex drive has been plummeted for the last eight weeks or so. I've, we've, I've, nothing's happened. <laughs> Um, why does your weight drop by upping carbohydrates? I, I, I explained this earlier with the reverse diet, um, so I won't do that one. What is your ultimate bodybuilding goal? Uh, be on the Olympia stage. I think, I think be on the Olympia stage and perform very, very well would be, would be a very, very good goal of mine. I obviously want to win, um, would be the long-term goal, but I want to think a bit more short term. I'm not even a pro yet, so I've got to think. I've got to get a pro, then I've got to place well in a pro show, then I've got to win a pro show, then I've got to get Olympia, then I've got to place well in Olympia, then I've got to win Olympia. You know, so it's it's a good few years down the line. So I want to take it one step at a time, realistically. Is classic in 2021 a realistic goal given the room to increase drugs? Yeah, dude, it's a realistic goal. Um, I probably need, I think my weight category is like 98 kilos or something crazy. And bearing in mind I'm 85, I need 12 kilos of tissue. So it would take a big old off season to get that. Um, but we can definitely do it. I think actually my goal is men's physique right now, to be honest. It's, it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. I do love my legs being shredded. Uh, but when I do some of those classic poses... Not very many of them work for me at the moment. Um, I obviously need way, way more tissue, way more depth to my physique to even think about classic. I think right now I'm perfect for men's physique, but I will, um, I will slowly, slowly build up there. When you're on stage, how did you feel that you were going to win? Or so the first competition, I'll be real. Like the first competition, I walked out. I saw the two people that I was against. I thought I'm going to win this, and I, and, I, and I did, and I knew I was going to win that. Went to the overall, and I thought. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in with a shot. I might lose to this guy, I might lose to that guy. But then as soon as they started moving people around, I knew that I'd won. Um, obviously, where they move you in the show, they know, you kind of know where you're going to go. Um, and then as soon as I walked out for that overall in, in Padua, Padova, um, in Italy, I just knew, I, I knew straight away. The judges didn't look at me. Um, the ju- judges looked straight in the middle um, to the bigger guys. And, and I knew that then I wasn't going to go. So, you know, you, you just know. So, yeah. Would you still do fasted cardio a couple of times during a week, during a bulk, sorry? Um, yes, I would, 100%. So fasting can have a, a, a plethora, it's a good word for you, a plethora of benefits. Um, it can give you just a little bit of time away from digesting, give your, give your gastrointestinal system a little bit of a break. It can give your pancreas a little bit of a break from producing insulin the whole time. Um, not that it needs a break, because it's what, that's what it's built for. Um, but... It can also drive appetite up, which is kind of a benefit in terms of off-season when it can get really, really hard towards the end, you know, and you're really trying to push food. So doing more, doing things fasted can really prime yourself well. Um, There's some good research into fasted cardio and into increasing lipolysis, fatty acid breakdown. Um, So yeah, I would definitely do some some, some fasted cardio every now and again. We are creeping up towards the 50-minute mark now. In fact, I think we've just crept over it. So I'm just going to answer the last few um, questions. And that would be good. Will, um, sorry, how do you intend to dial in your food focus if you have any? Um, to be honest, dude, I just have to get on with it. Food focus is going to be there. Food focus is much, 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 much higher post this last comp 
getting a taste of like burger. Well, I didn't have a burger, but getting a taste of pasta and pizza and, and gelato is driving me up the wall. Like I'm on YouTube all the time watching food videos. That's my salvation. It's definitely not a healthy relationship with food right now. Um, but I have the ability to just stick to the fucking plan. Um, I have that ability to endure. I don't know what it is in me, but I just have that ability to suffer. Um, whether that's, to be honest, whether that's side effects from drugs, whether that's just doing an hour cardio session, whether that's doing my steps, whether that's feeling shit, I just have that ability to endure. Um, and that's what I'm going to have to do with the food focus. I'm going to try to alleviate as much as I can, eat as much variety as I can, try eat foods that are as satiating as possible. But the realistic view is um, it's always going to be very fucking hard. And that's pretty much it, guys. Um, I was going to do a story time, but 50, 51 minutes into this um, very, very long podcast. Um, I've got a few good stories to come in the next couple of podcasts. So please look out for those, guys. If you haven't already, please leave me a rating in the podcast app. That'd be amazing. It really, really helps boost the, the podcast up. Um, share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'll see you very, very soon. Peace, everybody. Have a good one.